to better understand the recent issues with both Michael Cohn and Paul Mansford, we need to look at several things. First, let's look at what this is coming from. This is coming from the whole massive Mueller investigation, which, after all this time, still has never found any evidence of any wrongdoing by Trump. What this is, it's a witch hunt to try to, they can't get Trump, destroy anyone connected to him. If people remember, when Scooter Libby, Dick Cheney's chief of staff, was convicted, Democrats had spent well over two years trying to get Dick Cheney on something. And when they were unable to get Dick Cheney on something, what was their next step? Their next step was to go after those associated with him. And what did they nail Scooter Libby on? That several years earlier, he claimed he did not meet with someone on a certain date, and they were able to prove he had a short, brief conversation in a hotel corridor with that person. Libby said he forgot, but because he had denied it, they took that to be perjury and convicted him to the maximum sentence in which Trump did the right thing by pardoning him. But this is the same thing we see here. All 18 counts, of which Mansford was only convicted on eight, are all financial charges predating Trump. In fact, the last of them is from 2014. None of them have any association with Donald Trump or his connection to Donald Trump. But that doesn't matter. If you look at how the Mueller investigation, as well as Democrats in the media spinning it, as as if Trump is somehow implicit in some level of corruption. Now, tax fraud and those kind of things are serious. But if you look at some of the links I've posted online, various experts looking over have said that they see absolutely zero evidence. There was no actual solid proof he had done anything wrong. There's a lot of gray the area he dabbled in. And anyone who knows the financial world, there's a lot of gray. The juries chose to convict him, and if you look at how the prosecution, which led to a thorough verbal thrashing by the judge, their idea was to portray him that because he's rich and financially successful, playing off that if he's rich, he has to and connect, he has to be corrupt, he has to be this. But they actually never proved he actually did anything wrong. Everything was in the gray area, and some of the tax evasion stuff are things that are within what's considered acceptable margins, which in the past many times have been declined to be prosecuted because it's well within what, based on a person's income and taxes are, is what's considered reasonable that someone might accidentally forget. Doesn't mean they did, but it's within that sphere. But yet, this doesn't mean anything to the Democrats. And that's the issue. See, and that's the thing. They don't care. And the jury, once again, these are the kind of things that could be overturned on appeal. But they're going after this Paul Mansford thing. That somehow it's all this corruption, like corruption, corruption. It was 2014 and earlier. No connection to Trump. And there's no issue with that. I don't want to go into whether he's guilty or not, or whether it was an accident, deliberate, gray area, 
or wrong. I'm not going to get into that. Read the articles for yourself, particularly the one at the Hill, and assess for yourself. However, now, with Michael Cohn, the issue with Michael Cohn is, now, Cohn's main thing is, with him, is he did make certain payoffs. The question is, is if he used Trump's private money or campaign money. If it's Trump's private money or corporate money, nothing illegal was done. It's campaign money that's a violation of campaign finance laws. Now, I do think Trump's overreacting to Cohn, because I don't believe Cohn betrayed him. He's working out a plea deal. 70% chance had it gone to trial, Cohn would have gone off scot-free. 30% chance he would have served a long time in prison. At the same time, a, long, a real trial would have meant additional investigations into Trump and lots of other things. Being a loyal Trump, he, he took a hit. He took a plea deal, admitted to something wrong without at any point admitting Donald Trump culpability. And with Trump lashing out against him and now throwing Cohn under the bus, when Cohn did not throw Trump under the bus, Trump is setting up Cohn not to have an incentive to keep protecting him. Cohn did make those payoffs. Now, as I've said before, I don't believe anything happened between Donald Trump and that porn star. For instance, that 120000 if you look in tight, it oppresses regular people. But if you look in the kind of billionaire circles Trump runs in, if something like that was true and coming out at such an important period of time, the minimum payout would have been half a billion, possibly half a million, I mean, half a million, 500,000, possibly more. And 120 is what they call shut up money for false claims because false claims could still take down and even at the end you'll be exonerated. Fact is, is that Daniel's broker agreement I'm surprised no prosecution's been against her for violating terms of an agreement. But additionally, it's come out since then, aside from her mother saying that she's this blatant liar and a pathological liar, Daniels, turns out, was not in the best financial shape, and her career has had a resurgence because she's charges for every TV interview. She's had a recurring back into her pornography in her older age. And that essentially it's for money. And her lawyer, Avenatti's selling, making tons of money off of this, and now is trying to make a presidential run. There's two profiteers who've tried to shake down a presidential candidate when their money ran out, decided to try to go this route. And Trump should not have handled Cohen, Michael Cohn's situation the way he did. Because I actually believe that Cohn was doing what he felt was best to protect Donald Trump. And Donald Trump thinking too one-dimensional, which if you look at a lot of his policies, like his trade policies, he thinks way too one-dimensional without looking at many aspects. They said that was one of the reasons why actually many of his, his casinos failed and he, in real estate is because we're too, he tended to think very one-dimensional in his policies. At A equals B, B equals C without realizing how everything is connected. And that's one of the issues, but that Cohn did not betray Donald. And he need, and Donald needs to understand that. Cohn took the plea deal of five years with the prosecution. Prosecution likes it because it means that they don't have to run the risk of losing 
which would have been humiliating because they're so desperate to get anything on Trump. As you see, they've been trying and trying and trying, but they haven't been able to. And it's that kind of zeal that's been driving them in expenses. So now Donald Trump has to deal with those issues. But Cohn was, you know, it's the messed up situation we live in. Had Obama, remember back in 08 and 09 and 2010, how many people both feeling when Obama was running and afterwards from his political mentors to his biggest political backers to almost the people associated with him? Corruption after corruption after corruption, stealing. And this was corruption of stealing taxpayer dollars for state contracts and all kinds of really shady scams. We had no one gave Obama the fifth degree. Obama had the kind of colonoscopy Trump did. Obama would have been impeached by the Democrats. The problem is, is that they're trying to say the fact that Trump is surrounded by people who have done things wrong. Every person who runs for president. You know how much corruption was around Bill Clinton? You know, Obama was probably one of the most corrupt, corrupt, corrupt regimes we've had in the White House. I mean, the way how people who are lifetime dating back to the Carter administration, bureaucrats, were resigning en masse under Obama's first two years for what they felt was Obama jumping people way over promotion based on political ideology. Always the high up appointed people were always political. But the way they politicked down to the lowest levels ran up. I, there were ideological purity tests and hirings in some divisions, essentially creating the corrupt situation where you have FBI agents who are actively, corruptly working to, to prevent Donald Trump from getting elected, who then were participating in the investigation into Trump. Federal agents lying to FISA court judges simply to get a warrant to spy on a presidential campaign. It's mind-boggling how much corruption there is around Obama, yet none of the Democrats cared. And they're giving Trump this fifth degree. If the Democrats want to set this as a future precedent, and that means the next Democrat president is going to face the same colonoscopy. Second of all, what people forget is that during these investigations into Trump, they've come across God knows how much corruption connected to Hillary. God knows how much. In fact, they actually found evidence of people in Hillary's campaign colluding with known Kremlin front groups as opposed to Trump where it's all insinuation. If anything, there's evidence that Hillary was actually possibly working with Russia. Doubtful. But the fact that Russian front groups were able to get people working directly into Hillary's campaign with Hillary's knowledge after giving money to the Clinton Foundation. Most they have with Trump is, is that a dual citizen who's a Russian national and American citizen too can approach the campaign with possible information. With possible information about some stuff in corruption. You know, that there was some stuff, information on Hillary. The Trump people met, never gave money, never accepted it, declined. Yes, they should have gone to the FBI right away, but the fact is they didn't actually do anything wrong. They met with someone who is here in the United States properly, not a crime, to discuss something, not a crime. The way they're going after, and they're trying to nail Michael Cohen on that too. 
Cohn took a five-year plea deal, which actually protected Trump because it shut down the investigations into Trump. And I know New York State's doing their own. That's just the corrupt Cuomo administration. And people forget how I live in New York. Cuomo is the most corrupt governor we've ever had in New York history. The day, particularly with the most corrupt mayor we've ever had in New York City history running the city, between that and the governor, it makes the days of Tammany Hall seem like a clean political, you know, it's just the amount that's there. It's mind-boggling. And that the corrupt Cuomo is planning on, is trying to get his own two shots in against Trump simply because he thinks it'll help him in the election cycle. And God, I hope he loses re-election. Doubtful, because this is New York. But hopefully. It's just so hard to go on with the, the, with the, with the absurdity of the situation. But that Trump needs to remember Cohn's taking the plea deal to avoid dragging more Donald Trump stuff coming into an election. This is a one-and-done deal. Cohn goes for five years. Yes, the media is speculating he'll flip on Trump, but Trump knows better than to believe what the media says. Trump should trust his knowledge of Cohn and not throw him under the bus in front of the public like he did. Just it. Now, as we look through as more and more information is coming out about the Trump investigation, more and more you know, supposedly honest FBI agents have been found and people working in the Justice Department being corruptly involved in this. It's just a mess. And that we need to put this all into a better understanding of what all of this is and how it all affects everything. But Trump can't keep on going like this And this ties directly into the people like John Brennan losing his security clearance and a few other people that Trump put on a list. Now, the media is making a big deal about this list. Half the people on the list have either been found to have committed perjury before or under investigation for some sort of a crime. People who should have lost it. The other ones are there for other reasons. Now, security clearance, unless it is necessary to one executing their job, exists at the pleasure of the president and the president's prerogative. Trump removed those security clearances. For instance, Brennan has been going around. Yes, it's partially political because he's going around the media saying anti-Trump things. But here's the thing. He says that Trump colluded with Russia. He says Trump did this. And when people ask him, where's the proof? He drops hints by using the fact that he has security clearance. Now, we all know if there was anything and or if he had anything, it would be out there already. But it lends, Chris, you know, lends credibility to what he's saying. And all Trump, I take away security clearance, is saying is you've abused the privilege. Now you don't got it anymore. And now you've got to essentially prove your case when you're on CNN. That's the reason why CNN's upset, is that their main lure to bring in viewers is gone. And Brennan's upset because this affects his money-making potential. Without a security clearance, no one's going to listen to him other than dismissing him as an idiot. I mean, Comey is corrupt as anything. I mean, God knows the more and more that comes out of the corruption of Comey. Comey, by the way, now it's corruption stuff have come out of that one. Brennan was in charge of CIA to the point that he should have never been CIA director. And there's a lot of corruption and so much mismanagement. Quite honestly, it wouldn't have, if there wasn't this whole obsession with trying to get Trump and the Justice Department had any resources to solve real crimes, very likely both Brennan and Comey probably would have been under indictment already 
awaiting trial. None, but there's a lot of corruption on that list. Or people who have abused the privileges after they left. And here's the thing, Brennan doesn't need the security clearance anymore. It's not his job. The transition period's over. There's no need for him to pass it. Brennan is merely upset because it's affecting him. And that's why he's going around saying, it's stopping my freedom of speech. No one's stopping him. As I says, like uh, one cartoon show that's him standing on a big pedestal yelling with a big bullhorn that Trump is trying to suppress him. <laughs> you know, but the media saying, oh yeah, this is free suppression of speech. Suppression of speech would mean that someone's freedom of speech was actually stopped. Trump is not preventing him from speaking in any way. Trump is not trying to stop him. If anything, he's getting more time speaking. There, because the media has switched things from what used to be privileges into rights. Now, there's no subjective, there's no standard for what's a privilege or what's a right, except the media says, if it benefits us, then it's a right. Therefore, if these people having that clearance benefits the media, then it's a right, and doing so is a throwing against their rights. As opposed to with the media, as opposed to with everything else, there's no need for that. All it is saying is, he had a privilege, he abused a privilege, that privilege was taken away, but he could still talk all he wants, he could use the fact that he's a former CIA director all he wants. It's just Brennan's upset that he's lost his money-making opportunity. And Comey is upset, and, and the media is upset, because it means that they can't use Brennan's, Brennan's corruption to their own advantage. Because now he doesn't have that credibility anymore, because he doesn't have the clearance to allow him to do his insinuations. And this ties into the reason why the media is jumping all over Amorosa. Don't forget, Amorosa had built up a reputation in the corporate world as someone who was a liar, someone who wasn't trustworthy, but yet Trump banked in on her. And he fired her multiple times for being a liar, doing things wrong. Yet each time he rehired her because he believed in her. He took him with her, took her with him to the White House. He gave her many chances. She screwed up. He got rid of her. And now she's trying to destroy Trump, which shows a lot of her. Now, the media has always pointed out about her history of lying and all that. But all of a sudden, now that she's attacking Trump, she's trustworthy. Here's the thing. Trump supporters never defended her as trustworthy. They just defended her as the media is being unfair to her compared to other people. But the fact is, is that she is a liar, known liar. And someone with a really bad trouble past. But the fact is, this speaks volumes for her person. The person who had given her not one, but three shots in the corporate world when no one else would give her a shot. Personally mentored and trained her. Took her with him to the White House and everything. To simply throw him under the bus because he fired her for doing something wrong. It shows her personality more than anything. And reveals her true colors as a liar, a fraud, and a coward. And yes, she's trying to sell her book. Here's the thing, she claimed she has recordings of Trump using the N-word. Except that she claimed that she didn't get the recording herself, she got it from someone else. The person she originally claimed she got it from claimed that not only did he never hear Trump use it, he never gave her such a recording. So then she backtracked and said, well, she recorded it and that she misspoke when she made up that lie earlier. 
So again, she's been caught lying and giving contradictory things just in regard to her trying to get Trump. And here's the thing. She has no recording, because if she did, she would have released it already. Or for those who say, well, maybe she's holding on to it to help protect, to tie it better with her book release. Well, guess what? Guess what? She would have at least released snippets or something to prove that even the recording exists. Something. The fact is that she didn't is proof that it doesn't exist. Yet the media, knowing her past and her track record, knowing all of this, is giving her credibility. And Amorosa is being an idiot about this because she thinks that the left establishment will welcome her with open arms now because she's trashing Trump. They already considered you a race traitor simply for being a Republican and supporting Trump. They hate any minority who doesn't follow lockstep with the Democrat agenda. You should you see how they treat any minority who does not follow lockstep with the Democrat agenda is somehow a race traitor, a race hater, all these things. They're never going to forgive you. As soon as they're finished with her, they're going to throw her out like a used tissue. And then she'll be left with nothing because she'll have burned all her bridges. Well, actually, Donald Trump is the kind of person who... And that's the thing with Donald Trump is he sticks by people who are loyal to him. If he suspects you of disloyalty, that's it. You're dead to him. The problem is, as I said with Cohen, is Cohen was actually doing what he did out of loyalty to protect Trump from further investigation, protect Trump from further media speculation, and he was taking the hit for Trump. But now that Trump took an actual defense of him for a betrayal and is now throwing Cohen under the bus, Cohen might still stay loyal to Trump and might not. Trump needs to be a better, needs to better understand it, but also with everything, Trump needs to understand that with Cohn, but the media also needs to remember and understand with Amorosa about the corruption and all those other details. And All this ties together into how obsessed the media is and the Democrats are getting into Trump, that we're spending millions a day on investigation that's never turned up any corruption involving Trump. Yes, there have been corrupt people around Trump, but Obama was far worse with that. People did things before they came in contact with Trump are getting convicted on that and on sometimes the most dubious threads. And that's, and that's coming through. It's just it's politics. And it disgusts me at how low the Democrats are willing to sink simply to get rid of Donald Trump. See, Republicans, rather than trying to get rid of Obama through those methods, the Republicans focused on the correct way. They took over Congress, both the House and the Senate, in election to put, out the, to put the administration onto their terms. They protested as policies, but they never tried destroying the entire office of the president. Fact is, the Democrats are thinking so short term because when the next, if the next president is a Democrat, they've now set a precedent that will essentially lead to four years of the next, the four, first four years of the next Democrats' presidency being nothing but corruption investigations and a whole colonoscopy because they've set this. And here's the thing to end this off. Let me talk about a certain presidential administration. President, when he was elected, in his first two years, went through a lot of people being hired, fired. There were a few criminal investigations, including one for a sexual impropriety and a possible payoff by the president from before his presidency. 
a lot of corrupt people around the president, multiple investigations. The president's party controlled both houses of Congress and was coming into their first midterm election looking like they were going to lose, pushed some policies that were unpopular with a huge segment of the public, which led to mass protests against this president. President, while not a racist himself, had a lot of support from some of the most prominent white supremacists and racists in America. This president's regime, this president's first two years were turmoil and investigations and special investigations. Not to, now, to be fair, in that president's thing, it was nowhere near to the extent of the investigations of Trump, but it was everything was out there and the investigations are more underlined. That president is Bill Clinton, and Democrats should remember that, particularly since Trump's policies, probably about half of them are liberal Democrat policies like on trade, as Trump is a former Democrat and a former Clinton supporter and a former Clinton loyalist, and he's actually acting as a president a lot more like the way Bill Clinton did than the way George W. Bush did, and Democrats don't know what they're messing with, they don't know what they're screwing up. Good luck to them, but they're destroying probably the best Republican they could have ever hoped for from their perspective, considering how many of their policies, particularly in trade, he's enacting, as well as the bad precedent, because in their such pathological derangement to get Trump, and they're willing to set certain precedents merely just to get their agenda, just merely to win in the short term, instead of losing everything in the long term. That stupidity has become the center point of today's Democrat Party. And it's a sad thing, and it's why I know many Democrats are leaving the party. They're not becoming conservatives, but they're abandoning the Democrat Party as having been hijacked by crazies and loonies. Unfortunately, that's the Democrat Party we have today. And the Democrat Party, that if it continues this path, will be, will be, a, non will be a non-player outside of a few liberal circles for the future. And they know this because all those special elections they won, with the exception of one, it was blue dog Democrats, including some who were more conservative than the Republican candidates. The only one which was a liberal in one of those blue air in one of those red areas was because the Republican was found to have been a sleazy pervert, and there was no way to get rid of him off the ballot. So it was due to a scandal, not ideology. And the Democrats and some of the candidates, they're hyping up so much this election from the radical left, aside from one, a lot of them look, aside from old two, well, most of them look like they're going to lose. And most of those radical leftist candidates have lost in their primaries. But the party keeps on shifting because that's what their core financial base out of New York and Los Angeles wants. And they're going to destroy their party. As the Republican Party becoming a bigger and bigger tent because of Trump welcoming in Millions of disaffected Democrats. The Democrats are destroying themselves. And I, for one, don't want a one-party system. I like a multi-party system because it keeps everyone on their toes and debates going. And it's just sad how the Democrats are willing to destroy all that simply for their agenda and their personal vendetta. And that they don't even care about their own party anymore. They just merely care about keeping the George Soros's and Warren Buffett's of the world happy. And it is in that we lament the death of the Democrat Party. Hopefully I'll have more consistent updates in the future, at least once a week with a full podcast and possibly short little snippet ones throughout the week when I have time. 
keep uh, keep following me online for written articles on the blog when I have time to write, and news clippings on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you. Have a great weekend, everybody.